Tov. Um, we are, today's daf is daf kafchet, um, dedicated to the learning in memory of, uh, Joe's wife, uh, Goldie, who's at her third yurt site today, right? It's Goldie Bas, Golda Bas, Yitzhak, um, Yehuda. It should be in her, uh, in her, in her memory and in her zuchus. Um, so we pick up with the Mishnah, interesting in terms of that, in terms of the context of this Mishnah, let's take a look. Maybe get, somebody is delivering the get, so you, maybe this is, we're starting to get an idea why the whole first, the Mishnah opens with an idea of Shlichus, because it allows for the exploring of some interesting scenarios, right? So we dealt with what happens if the get gets lost by the Shaliach, and now we deal with the following case. Maybe get, Vihinicho Zakein, so you left the, uh, the, uh, um, the husband, uh, he was old. Ochola, um, or he was sick. So no sin You The get can be delivered on the presumption that he is still alive and she'll be believers, uh, and then she'll treat herself as divorced. And, um, you know, with what the relevant consequences, presumably she won't have to worry about Yibum, she won't have to wait for word that he that he's dead, um, and so on. Um, although, no, actually, if he, had pre, if he had died before it, then either way she would know that she could remarry. So the point is right. Obviously she could remarry one way or the other way. The basic, not, the basic issue is Yibum. Now you have to understand that this also means that even if she finds out later that he died, it's quite possible that there's going to be no way to precisely date the, you know, the, the, the things, um, and it'll never be determined. So it's not necessarily on the presumption because, like, well, you could always uh, figure it out later. You might never get that information, um, you know, and you just work with that assumption that he's still alive, and that's how you go forward. Okay, Chazaka, he was alive then. You assume he's alive now. Baf Yisrael Kohen. Now, let's say you have a uh, woman who's a Yisraelite, a daughter of a Yisrael man, and she's married to a Kohen, and as, by virtue of being married to a Kohen, she eats truma. And her husband goes overseas. She can eat truma on the presumption that he's alive. Forever. Right, forever. And that, now, of course, the question is, I mean, how long? For a hundred years? I mean, okay. But, um, but anyway, for many, many years, she can continue to eat truma. Um, and she doesn't have to be afraid that he might have died. Um, somebody who sends a chatas from Medina Sayam, from overseas. Um, so, so, then you bring it on the presumption that he's alive. If he weren't alive, it would be a chatas shemesu baleha. It would have to go lemisa, couldn't be brought as korban. And nevertheless, you can presume that he's still alive. The biggest chiddush, I would say, of all of these, I mean, you could sort of say, well, Gitin is very weighty, it's HSC, although, again, either way, she's either divorced or she's either Grusha or an Almana. Um, you know, Truma for Zardi, Truma Zachayef Misa Bidei Shemayim. You know, so maybe that's why Truma is the biggest Kiddush. But in my mind, Truma is the biggest Kiddush because it's ongoing. All these other cases, it's like you just have to say at this one moment he's still alive. And presumably that one moment wasn't so long after, you know, even if it took a year to get from Medina Sayyam, it wasn't so long. Right? Whereas the Truma, you're not allowing one thing, making a presumption of one moment. You're making an ongoing presumption, you know, indefinitely. Um, and um, so. Yeah. He was 90 years old. He was well, that's what the Gemara is going to deal with, a little bit, to some degree. So let's take a look at the Gemara. It's nothing to do with quality of communication, right? In other words, right. 
Yeah, correct. You just, I mean, you mean, you mean, what you're saying is, let's say it's easy to make the phone call. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good point. Meaning, you know, when we rely on a chazaka, you know, when we use any of these types of bearers to make, to, to, to determine certain things, um, do we say that if it's Esher Levare, you have to be Mavare? And how, right, you know, so, um, right, so it's Esher Levare easily. So that's a good point. Um, normally we do say that. Um, however, I would say, I I would say that when we do say that, um, you, you, there has to be what's called like a latest suffix. So, you know, for example, we when we check an animal, we don't check for all of the organs to make sure that they're not trace. That would be be enormously time and cost, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a big expense in terms of time and cost. Um, and the price of meat would probably double. So, uh, what we do is we say, well, you only have to check the lungs because there's only a, a, there's only like everything else is what we call a Miuta de miuta, like a trivial possibility that it could be a problem. Whereas the lungs, it's more, it is more common that it's a problem. So that you have to be mavara. So that there's not a everything else you just rely on rove or you rely on you know that's not a problem. So the point is that you don't have to be mavara even if you're able to be mavara if it's considered to be a miuta lo like a trivial minority of cases. Now what is that per, what is that percentage? Some say it's under five percent or under ten percent. Okay. Um, but if it's a trivial, if it's a mutual a trivial possibility, you don't have to check for it. Now, it's an interesting question here, because here you might want to say there's a different reason you don't have to check, and it'd be actually interesting. I would have to look this up. You're right, if you could just make a phone call. Because here, there's not like a later Sasafic. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, in the case of it, I mean, in the case of a, of a, of a, of shechting the animal, for example, you know that they're all, all, and there's a certain percentage of animals that have problems in their inner organs. Here, maybe the point of the chazaka is, when, once you, you know, you, you assume the current status obtains. You, you, you knew, you knew he was definitely alive, right? You never knew what the status of the organs of the animals was, but you know, you knew he was definitely alive, so who's raising the question? So he says, wait, 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 I heard something, or maybe, or whatever, but until there's a Suffolk, a later Suffolk, that maybe you don't have to worry about it. So don't have to be Mavara. So that's an interesting question, right? Uh, so whether, at what stage would you have to be Mavara if it was trivially easy? All right, so let's take a look at the Gemara. Does the Gemara actually say that? Like, let's see, actually, personally, then do you have to... Uh... Well, let's take a look at the Gemara, because the Gemara will at least deal with some cases. It is also worth noting that all the cases in the Mishnah explicitly mention Medina Fayam, right? Oh, actually, not the first one. The first one is implicit, but then it's Halach Palulim Dina Fayam, gets us back to that sense of that gap and that distance you know that the first Mishnah op- had between Medina Fayyam and Eretz Yisrael and that inability to actually access what's going on right so it is sort of echoing that okay let's take a look um Amarava, only if he's just stam old. But he's not yet 80 years old. Okay, the or sick person, because most sick people get better, you just stam sick. Okay? But if he's elderly and he's already 80 years old, the gosase, or he's a gosase, which is an interesting question of how to define, sometimes this gosase is defined as like actively in the process of dying. Okay, but certainly somebody that's there, like, you know, terminal and, um, 
and on his way to dying, Sharov Gosim Lenisa, thank you so much, that the majority of, ta- majority of Gosim do die, um, low. Then those people, you could not assume that they are so alive. That maybe for him would be considered something like a latest Asafek, or a, you know, Chazaka Asri Yes, that is their current status, but there's already evidence that, that's, uh, that it's in the process of changing. Um, is, that only, so, is that only because of Benin Ayant? Let's say it was a town over, you wouldn't have to do that? Even if he's on his deathbed? Why? Well, well, why would it be different? Just because well, it was only a day ago? Well, you think these cases are Medina, but they're mostly, you know... The yeah, but I don't know. No, the Chiddush of the mission is even Medina Sayyam. But if once he's saying that you can't rely on a Chazaka, presumably you couldn't rely even a day later. So you know, ever do this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, or maybe you get the information afterwards. You do it and you mark the date and then you find out, you know, and so on. Um, I don't know. You're right. Like, you know, well, the Gemara is going to talk about that. Like, what, what do you, I mean, Tosa says, what, you mean when you step out of the house? Like, let's say we would say that a Zakein right, right. Vuros. So the woman, when she goes goes to the store, she goes to her friend, she can't eat truma, right? So exactly, so Tosa says, yeah, might, there, obviously there, there might be some factor of time built in here. We'll get to that, Tosa. That's a good, it's a good point. Okay. So the Mara says like this, Eze Abais, Abai challenges. Maybe get, we need to zake, and I feel we have a right to, I feel we shana, even if he's a hundred years old. No saying la kaim. So you see we have the chazaka even if the guy's very old. Okay? that's a challenge. So the Gemara says, the same if you want, I could try to support still Rava's statement and say, Kivin the Ifri Gifling. Once he made it that far, this guy has real longevity genes. Okay, normal people after eighty you got afraid they'll die sometime soon. But once the guy gets that old, so how old? Only a hundred? So Rashi says ninety. I don't know how Rashi knew ninety. But yes. Once you reach the age of ninety five, yeah. no more likely to die any single day yeah. Reach that. You plateaued. Uh-huh. So there's, there's <laughs> right, right, right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, so that's anyway that's the answer. Now the other thing is that it's one thing old because there's nothing like there's no different halachic status of being old, right? I mean, Abai tries to create that. Rabbi tries to create that status by calling it gvurot, but that's not a halachic status. Ghostface is very different. Ghostface is somebody that there really is a different halachic status. Like there's halacha that if somebody is a ghostface, you're not allowed to touch him because you're afraid that the a very act of touching him will cause him to die. Okay, so there really is a halachic status of goseis. So to say that a goseis doesn't have a cheska chayim is different than saying an old person doesn't. So even when the Gemara is challenging Rava's statement about a, about an old person, I, you know, the statement about a goseis presumably makes a lot of sense. Here means he reached it. Yeah. He sailed into that. Exactly. 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 Um, okay. Or he distinguished himself in that way. All right. So anyway, let's keep on going. Right, right. He distinguished himself. All right, or it could be that he reached that far. All right, now, okay. So anyway, so we don't know if to if to limit the mission to a case where he's not yet super old or or eighty or whatever, or to limit the case of a mission to somebody who's not in a serious illness. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Tonight, um, okay. Rami la abai le rabba abai challenge rabba with the two con- this contradiction. Tanan, our Mishnah says hamevi get v'hinichos zakein ochol and nothing of a chesos shukayam. You can assume he's still alive. Raminu, I'll challenge you on this. Hareze gitech sha'achas kodom misaso. Or so somebody says, but this is your get that should take a, pl- a place one minute before I die. Asur um, and he's a kohen. Asur lechol b'truma miyad. The wife immediately cannot eat truma because he might he might die the next minute. Right, he might die the next minute. So you see, we're afraid that somebody will die at any time. Okay? So how do you reconcile that? What? Even if he's healthy or young. Even if he's healthy and young. Exactly. So 
how do you, how does that con- reconcile with our mission that says you're not afraid a guy will die? So I'm away. Truma, Gitin Karamis, what? You're challenging the case of Gitin from Truma? Um, truma, Efsha, Efsha, Gelo Efsha, Truma, you can manage. Don't eat Truma. But I get this woman's got to get on with her life. Okay, so, you, so just because we make a presumption by get doesn't mean we make it by truma. Of course, the next line in our mission is truma. So it does, yeah, we're just building up. Okay, virami truma truma. Fine, so let's challenge truma against truma. It's not in our mission. That the woman can eat truma when her husband isn't around, assuming that he's still alive. Raminu, I'll ask you on this. That a woman, if his guy says the get takes place a minute before he dies, immediately she can't eat truma. So, what's the story? It's two cases of truma. Why one can we assume he's alive and the other we can't? So the Gemara says, which sounds very descriptive and doesn't really answer. Not he says it's really not an answer. Okay? Well, there it's different because there it's a minute before he dies. Yeah, and that makes a difference. Why? Now, in the end, the Gemara is going to say that that really makes all the difference. Whether the question is, is he already dead or is he going to die? But it sounds like the Gemara didn't yet. Right? You understand the difference there? No, in the no. case where, well, you understand a, a, a descriptive difference. It's not yet an explanatory difference. In one case, the guy's in Medina Fayyam, and the question is, is he alive right now or dead right now? I can assume he's alive in Etruma. Right. In the other case, it's, yes, he's alive right now. I'm right in front of him. But my question is, can I eat Truma because he's going to die? In a minute from now. He's also ossering. He's making. He's making a statement. He's ossering her, as it were, right? No, no I'm not a no. Language? No. That's not how he asra alav shachat. Uh, yeah, but he, okay. No, he said that. That's not what he said. Okay, so okay. Hold on. So the difference is in the second. That case, he's saying the question is not if he did right now. The question is, is he going to die in a minute? Now that's what's going to Gemara is going to distinguish, in a, you know, in a minute from now. So that's going to be the difference between shema mace or shema yamus. Why that should matter is not it, why that should matter. We'll see in a minute, but that doesn't seem like the Gemara at this date understood that difference. So Rashi says, "Yeah, like it's not an answer. He doesn't really like he's just describing a difference, but there's Gemara doesn't really have an explanation." Okay, maybe we can try to understand what he was trying to answer from the next line. So the Gemara says, and then we'll tell you what Tosa says. The Gemara says like this: "Maskiv la Rav Papa, me might you my isparisha, dima ihi my isparisha. How do you know he'll die first? Maybe she'll die first. So okay, what?" he assumed therefore the guy the answer was that he responded how do you know who'll die first so it sounds like what he's saying is that he assumed the answer was look in this case by the truma where he, where he says it'll take effect a minute before I die eventually she's going to be Asrati truma right right when he dies so there will be a moment in time that she'll be us, that he will be both alive and she'll be Asrati truma is that clear? When he says, this will be the get that will take effect a minute before I die, there will be a moment in time in this woman's life where he will be alive and in her presence and she'll be Asadi Truma. What moment will be? That minute before he dies. So therefore, we're Hoshesh that that's this minute. Okay? Okay, whereas in the other case, right, uh, you know, I don't know, there'll never be a time when he'll be alive and she'll be usher to eat, to, to eat Truma. And the Gemara's answer is, 
Okay, but what, first of all, that's not necessarily true. There won't necessarily be a moment that he'll be alive and she'll be Yasser. Maybe he'll die first, right? And if he dies first, I mean, no, maybe she'll die first. And if she'll die first, there will never have been a moment in her life when he will have been alive and she'll be Yasser Nitruma. So it's already laying the groundwork for a difference between the concern is, is he already dead or will he die? But the Gemara hasn't yet fully understood the significance of that. And it seems to be the difference as well. In one case, you know that there will be such a moment. So therefore, we have to be choshesh for it. Okay? But the answer is, no, you don't know there will be such a moment. Maybe she'll die first. Yes? Why is there a mention of the uh, improbability that she would actually be eating truma the moment he died? And if if she's not actually eating it, then he dies and she stops eating it. Yes, but any moment that she wants to eat truma, that might be the moment before he dies. What's the, what's the probability? Well, okay, is that right? You're right. It's unlikely. You're right. So, but that, but at least his answer is, since there will be such a moment, we have to always be choshish for it. You're right. The possibility is this is this moment is trivial. So not that this is moment, but that, that she's actually eating truma at that moment. Right. But at any moment, don't eat truma. Because this, because there will be a moment before he dies. Not that you will be eating truma. That will be usher for you to eat truma. Well, we should stop eating once he dies. <laughs> yes, but we want her not to eat that it. minute. That's minute. Saying, but what's the probability? That it doesn't that matter. That is it true that, assuming he's going to die first, is it true that there will be one minute, or let's say he says it will take effect an hour before I die to make it a little yeah. more whatever. Yeah. Is it true that there will be one hour while he's alive that he's usher to eat truma, assuming he's going to die first? Well, now is different. But let's say a minute. Is, there, is it true that there will be a minute while he's alive that she's asked to eat truma. But that's wait, wait, answer me the question. Will there be a minute that he's, when he's alive... She's not, she's not doing the, anything forbidden until she actually I, eats I understand. Right? So what's the probability at that moment that, he, that she's eating... Wait, we're going in circles. Just, oh, just answer... Well, listen, I'm going to try one more time. Let's answer the question. Is there a minute during... Assuming he's going to die first, is there a minute during his life that it will be forbidden for her to do such an act? Yes. So at any minute that she wants to do such an act, we say don't. This might be that minute. The probability is the probability is tiny, but we're just saying since such a minute exists, don't do it. Okay, we're moving on. We're right. We're not going to be concerned. Right. So the right. So the anyway. So that's exactly it. The Gemara is not yet come up to a good answer. Okay. Here's keeping on. We're moving on. All right. So, anyway, so why is it? So the Gemara realizes that there's a case, both are cases of truma, but the difference is that one is a concern is, is he dead? The other is a concern, will he die? Okay, but the Gemara hasn't yet clarified why that matters. It seems to be the Gemara thinks it matters because you know such a moment will exist. Okay, but anyway, the Gemara has yet to clarify what the, why that should matter. El Amar Bai rather says a Bai Lokasha. Harabi Mayor de Lokayish like Michael wanted to say, Harabi Yuda de Chayish Lamisa. But the mayor isn't concerned that people are, will die, and Rabbi Yehuda is, even though it's ironic, because normally Rabbi Yehuda is chayish for a miut, but okay, Titnan, we taught a Mishnah, we saw this before, somebody buys wine, and he's getting it from Samaritans, and it's, let's say, right before Shabbos, and he doesn't have time to be mafrish, so what he says is, to, so he's mafrish now, and but he'll designate the things that are the wine that he's taking, we just had this, Tumas and Maestas after Shabbos, Tulug, that I will separate later, Harehin Truma, Asara, ten of them are Maeserishon, Tisha, so there's 102. The first two are, are Truma, then of the 100 remaining, ten are Maeserishon, of the 90 remaining, nine are Maeserishoni, Umeicho Vashosim Yad, and then he either begins and drinks immediately, as the way Tosl says, or Rashi says he transfers the Kedusha of the Maeserishoni. Anyway, Diva Rebbe Meir, that's what Rebbe Meir says. And then after Shabbos, you'll designate as the, of the wine that's left over, which was the Truma and which was the Maeser. The beauty of Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Shimon Osu, they all forbid it. Rav Amar, so anyway, so 
what do you see? If you remember how the Gemara explained that debate, it might be a debate of Yesh Breira, but the Gemara says no, because the end of the Breita is, is that they say to Rebbe Meir, aren't you afraid that the barrel will break and there won't be any wine left over? And then they'll wind up drinking Tevo because there'll be no wine later that will have become Truma. And he says, when it breaks, I'll worry about it, which means I'm not concerned it'll break. So the Gemara understands that that's similar to a concern of somebody dying, right? Some type of, maybe it's also very metaphoric, right? You know, it's like the, the wine, the soul contained in the body and it breaks and the body, you know, the soul runs you out. Like so, metaphor, I agree with you about that. Anyway, anyway, the point is, is that the Gemara, is that, is that the Gemara understands whether because of the metaphoric similarity or just um, like, are we concerned that some accident, some tragedy will occur and change the current state of events and make a problem so Rev Mayer is not concerned? So maybe this question about are you concerned that the guy will die or he has died, maybe it's a debate of Rev Mayer and these Tanayim. Okay, so that's one explanation. Yeah, you're right, it's a debate of Tanayim. Rava, now Rava has a more interesting answer. Rava says it's not just a debate. There really is that difference you were talking about between the two cases. Shema mate. Lo chayshinan, shema yamus chayshinan. Whether he, that he's dead, that's not a concern. Will he die? That is a concern. Now, what's the difference? Okay, so right in the case by can she eat truma when she leaves him? It, it, when he leaves, is he still alive? You assume he's still alive. But if he says it'll take effect an hour before I die, then we're afraid that he might die in the next hour. What's the difference? Now, you could say the difference is because not everybody is dead, but everybody will die. Okay, so um, so it's just true. He will die. So and maybe that's what the Gemara was getting at before, right? Since he will die, this might be that time. But okay. it's not he the same. And also, I mean, he will die. If he will die, he will be dead. But it is true that everybody will die. That doesn't go against the Chazaka. Meaning, right now, it's not true that everybody, meaning, it's just whatever. It's, it's, it's you know, in one case, he will die. The question is just when. In the other case, it's not a question, but, but the, the basic question of will he die, and anyway, that's one, the better way to frame it, if you don't like that, because that's maybe sounding too much like the previous Gemara, which people, which Gemara didn't like. So the, anyway, the sharper way of saying it, I was just building up to the sharper way. The sharper way of saying it is, is that a Chazaka is saying, we assume that the status quo still obtains. So in one case, the status quo was that he was alive. We assume the status quo still obtains, he's still alive, and therefore she can eat truma. In the other case, where the status quo was he is alive, and we assume he's alive. We don't have to assume he's alive. He's sitting right here in front of me, right? The, the point that maybe he'll die in the next hour doesn't challenge the status quo. All the status quo tells you is that he's alive right now. The status quo says if he was alive a minute ago, he's alive right now. If he was alive a year ago and you don't know anything about it, he's alive right now. Okay? The question of can I eat truma if it's going to get take effect now before he dies, that means is, it, is this, is, will he die in an hour? The status quo that he is alive right now does not answer that question for me. And since it doesn't answer that question for me, I have to be concerned that this might be that hour. That's Shema Yamut. Exactly. There is no Chazak on the future. Right, exactly. Okay? All right. So, I'm going to wait, Rav. And that is a very important distinction with Halacha that we actually apply in a number of circumstances. Okay, so I'm going to wait and and other cases that a status quo only tells you that the present, sta- that the status still remains. It doesn't tell you that you don't have to worry that something might change in the next minute. But she did eat the truth. She's not punished, right? right uh, well, I don't know. Because, I mean, when you're not supposed to, you might be a poshea. I'm going to 
Rava. Vanod. So he, the way the Rava said it, he made it one to say, like, everybody would agree that we're concerned about the future. Everybody says that the present, we assume, is, is the status quo, and everybody would agree we're concerned that he'll die in the future. But one minute, the case of the flask of wine, the Hashem Yamusu, that's a case of maybe it will die, and according to you, that should be a case that everybody is concerned might happen. Uplini, and it's a debate. So, no, no, no. The reason they are not, there's a debate, and Rav Meir isn't concerned it'll break, is because as opposed to whether you'll live or die, you know, there, you can't be super careful. Like, it would be possible to watch a, a barrel carefully that will never break. I mean, that's also another thing to say. Everybody's going to die. Not every barrel is going to break, okay? And you can be very careful about watching it. So, but your shomer needs a shomer. Who's going to say that he's going to do a good job? Okay, so, although, again, to me, it seems like a reasonable answer. Not every barrel is going to break. Anyway, Ella Amarava, Shema Meslo Chashinan, whether somebody is dead, everybody agrees we do not, we're not concerned. That's our Mishnah. The status quo still obtains. If he was alive, we he's presumed to still be alive. Shema Yamus, are we concerned that some tragedy will occur and the guy will die in an hour from now, or the barrel will break before Shabbos comes out? Tanayi, that's a debate of Tanayim. Okay, so that's, anyway, so this, everybody agrees to the Chazaka that a person is still alive. Are we concerned something bad is going to happen in the next few minutes or in the next day, right? If right now everything is okay, that's a debate of Tanayim, and that might also be somewhat circumstantial, like, you know, like the likelihood that a barrel will break, uh, you know, the likelihood a guy will die, and, you know, how much do, are we concerned about those things? Who knows? Maybe the debate of Tanayim, maybe it depends case by case. Let's, let's take a look, yeah, one minute, let's take a look at a short Tosvos, which gets to the issue that Michael was raising, which is very interesting. Tosvos says, on the previous Amadam, um, he says like this. Um, so Tosa says, even according to who was it? Uh, Abaye, I think, who said that Shema Meis and Shema Yamus are the same. Um, with the, you know, Lolagami Medami, there's not a complete comparison. Okay, Rabbi Meir, right, who's the case by the barrel, and he's not concerned that the barrel will break, but he, we do see in another place, he's concerned that after a long period of time, if you, somebody, you know, somebody will die 10 years from now, okay, not that somebody is dead, but somebody will die 10 years from now, okay, and then he gives the whole case of Yibum, which you don't have to worry about, okay, but the point is, um, that even if somebody says, Rebbe Mayer says, I'm not concerned the bell will break before Shabbos is out, does that mean that he would allow you to do something and not have to worry that something might go wrong, like the bell might break in 10 years, that somebody might die in 10 years, okay, that might change things, okay, and then Tosa says also, okay, Rebbe Yehuda, go two lines from the bottom, Nami and Rabbi Yehuda, who is afraid that the guy will die, like before Shabbos, like barrel will break before Shabbos is out, okay, he's not going to be afraid that somebody will, uh, is dead immediately, okay, what does that mean? When the husband goes to Shul, she has to stop eating truma, because maybe he dropped dead the minute he goes out to Shul, okay, she should have to be always seeing him to be eating truma, okay, so meaning that even somebody who's concerned, you know, even even according to the opinion in the Gemara that doesn't see a difference between Shema Mace and Shema Yamos, so everybody agrees there's got to be like a difference, okay? Nobody is concerned that, you know, after five minutes, he was healthy five minutes ago, that he's dead now, okay? You might be concerned he'll die in the next five minutes. That's the Gemara by the get, right? Not eating truma because maybe he'll die in the next five minutes. Maybe the thing will break in an hour. But nobody is afraid that if the husband leaves the house for an hour that she can't eat truma because 
have to afraid he's dead now. Okay, so everybody agrees there's more to be concerned about about whether he will die, you know, whether than whether he is dead. Okay, Ella, what it compares is Madama Right. right, so right, we don't know exactly what those times are, but the point is, it's very, these are very important distinctions in halacha. Number one, that we're not concerned of Shema Mace, and according to our Mishnah, Tosus points out nobody could be concerned of Shema Mace, Lizman Muat, because then the woman would have to stop eating Truma when her husband went to show or whatever, okay, went to work, okay, but we're not even concerned with Lizma Mace, Lizman Meruba. Her husband goes to Medina Fayyam, she can eat Truma for the next 10 years. Now, how long? 50 years, I don't know, okay, but anyway, but we, we're not, we, we're not concerned that's the status quo the status quo obtains the question of Lishem Yamut so it seems like the Gemara is saying that we're not you know that's a debate are we concerned with Shem Yamus and there there actually is an important distinction between Shem Yamus Lizman Muad and Shem Yamus Lizman Meruba that we might not be concerned that somebody will die in a short period of time but we might be concerned that they'll die obviously in a long period of time so yeah. Robin giving his answer right now about Shem Yamut tonight that's Robin's answer is that an all contradicting is he on his first answer about Oh, no, not necessarily. He might say that those situations you don't start with a chasaka. You know, those create later for suffakes, right? So that that might be different. Those might make a difference. But has the Gemara effectively moved away from Rav's answer? It sort of, what? It sort of raised a Shaila, gave an answer, moved. Yeah, it's not clear what the Gemara does with Rav's distinction. Yeah. If she received that. Yeah, because Rabbi Mayer is not concerned about Shema Yamus. Right. right, right. Okay. How does the lesson of the Kashi of Rabbi mean that he's a Poshea? What? Right, the the just how you you know every but whatever it means you can't trust you know how do you know that you can trust the shomer maybe the shomer needs a shomer your shomer needs a shomer what you can't say well I give it to somebody to trust oh okay yeah okay okay so the gemara says I've been in smicha now one minute. How can you send the chattas from Medina Sayyam? Um, it's okay that you could assume he's alive, but the owners have to do smicha on the korban. Now, there's a long toast that says, one minute, I thought that, that if you're like Tameh, you could have a korban brought for you, even though you're not doing smicha. So Tos says, oh, so he tries to work out all the cases, but the basic answer is, is that when it's possible for you to do smicha, we should insist on it. Okay, if it's not possible, like you're Tameh, now you could say Medina Sayyam is not possible. I understand. Anyway, but that's the Gemara's question. Actually, you could even say the opposite. When it's not possible, it's Kol Right? If it's possible, maybe it's better. Where if it's not possible, maybe then it's really a problem. But anyway, it is true that the Gemara allows a tummy person to have a korban brought for him, but that's because it's, uh, there's no choice. But here at least the Gemara says, why do we allow this without any hesitation? Isn't there, shouldn't, he, shouldn't the owners have to be present to do smicha? So the Gemara says, Habin and smicha. I'm Rav Yosef, the korban nashim is a korban of women, and women do not have to do smicha on their korbanot. Rav Papa Amar, it's a bird sacrifice, and you don't do smicha on, bir- on yeah, birds. It's sounding right, but according to them, you would not accept a korban from Medina Sayyam um, for a normal man's animal sacrifice. You, you would tell him, come and do it yourself. Now, again, this process works that through, because it's not true. There are cases where we allow the person not to be present. So, But at least as a lichatchila, we would not allow it. Okay. Um, so with smicha, you need all three cases. If it said get, that's because, you know, there's no alternative. The one's got to get on with her life, mm-hmm. so you have to, so you have to rely on the chazaka. Avol truma de but truma, where maybe she could just eat chulin. 
Nima lo. Maybe I would say don't rely on the Chazaka. Vyashmin and Truma, if it was Truma, Dizim de There's times where she doesn't have a lot of money and she can only really afford Truma. So therefore you can rely on the Chazaka. But you know, so okay, don't bring the korban. Wait till he next comes to uh, comes to the base of mikdash. Shrichas are telling you, even though there's no urgency, we go ahead and we let it being brought. Okay, tells us deals with the whole question that actually chatas of is brought on the suffix. But anyway, moving on. Okay, shloshet varim. I'm a rabbi Eliezer ben Parta. Three things Rabbi Eliezer ben Parta said to the sages: the kimur tvarav, and they uh, affirmed his position. Al ir shikifu karkom on a city surrounded by a uh, by, by a siege that's some word that means a siege an Aramaic word and a, and a ship that's being um, caught in a storm uh, and somebody who is being brought to a to be uh, to a court to be judged on a capital crime so since we dealt with can you assume the old guy is still alive when you deliver the get how about these people and you want to deliver a get to their wives or you are they assigned to get or their wives are their kohan him, and their wives want to eat truma. And what you know is, last heard, the ship was caught in a storm at sea. Last heard, he was being brought up on a capital. You know, there was a he was being tried on capital charges. Which court, okay, right? well, that, the Gemara will get to it. So, can you assume that he's still alive, or the city was besieged? So, in all those cases, in all those cases, you can assume that they're still alive. But when it's been, but once it's been conquered by the siege, once it's been actually overtaken, the Svina um, and the sea is lost, lost at sea. Ship is lost. Excuse me, not sea. Ship is lost, lost at sea. Okay, and, um, and sometimes there are sometimes survivors, but whatever. And actually, after the judgment has been passed, and the person is now going to be, he's on death row, and it's not like the United States it was twenty years. Okay, <laughs> he's on what was it? He's he's uh, He's waiting for being hu- to be hanged. Okay, the judgment has been passed. Now those people, you don't know for sure that they're alive, but you also can't assume they're dead. Okay, so what would be that, what would be that case? Um, so Basi, so first of all, not assuming that they're dead means that if it were a woman couldn't remarry. Okay, but not assuming that he's alive. What's the stringency of not assuming that he's alive? So Basi Yisrael, the Kohen, if it's a Basi Yisrael married to a Kohen, so or married to Israel, meaning if the Bas Yisrael married to a Kohen, she has to assume he might be dead, and then she's no longer as part of the Kohen family and can't eat truma. But if the Bas Kohen married to Israel, if he's dead, then she goes back to being part of her father's Kohen family and she can eat truma. She has to assume he might still be alive, and therefore she cannot eat truma. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I mean, Amar of Yosef. I mean, you do have that that whole parak in Yavamos about people reporting on death and Eid Echad and so on. Okay, so maybe, you know, and that would sort of seem, so that's not a time limit, but that allows certain, evi- you know, certain low threshold of evidence to allow her to assume that he's dead. But until that, she has to be machmir both ways. Okay, the biggest chumrah, yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no seven-year rule or something. Okay, the biggest chumrah is, uh, is that she can't remarry, obviously. Amar of Yosef, lo shanovation show Yisrael. When is this that we assume that being br- brought up for judgment, um, 
sorry, uh, I'm sorry, that being brought, that after judgment has been passed, you're not yet definitely considered to be, the guy's not definitely considered to have been executed. That's only a basin of Yisrael that might be, even after judgment has been passed, might be prepared to retract it. But the basin of the, of, of the, of the secular courts, once the judgment has been passed, they're not going to retract it. Now, presumably this means after the, a certain period of time has passed, like it's not instantaneous, I don't know, like two minutes after the judgment has been passed, but whatever, but after whatever period of time has been passed, you don't, you're not choshish for any retractions. Okay, so the Gemara says, What do you mean? Even in the non-Jewish courts, you know, you pay off the right people, so it's possible, so it's not definite, so, he said back to him, no. I don't know what that is. When do they, when do they, uh, when are they willing to take bribes before the, uh, the actual final sealing of judgment has been written? Okay, or Tosa says maybe it's the name of a particular ruler and before he affixed his signature to it. Before, after this guy or this act has been done, then it's too late to take bribes. Okay, nobody, it'll be too obvious. Okay, so after a certain point, it ain't being retracted. I'll ask you on this. Somebody escapes from the from the prison, and then uh, witnesses appear in, where in the city that he escaped to, and they say, "We testify that we were in such and such a city, and we were in the basin, and we heard his judgment passed, and these were the witnesses, and this was the basin, and it was judged that he was a you know he was passed to be uh, executed." So that's a testimony is accepted and they'll execute him in the other city. Okay? So in that case, so anyway, what's the story? The story is you're telling me that even after the judgment has been passed in a basin of Israel, retraction is possible and with something to be concerned about in terms of whatever, you know, this guy's status. So why do we... Uh, uh, operate on this testimony. Why don't we say, who knows, maybe even after that happened, other evidence came to life and maybe they retracted it. So the Gemara gives the obvious answer. The Gemara says, Dilma Borer Shani. No, that's a guy of an escapee. You know, the, you, you don't have the full luxury of worrying in that case about maybe other evidence came to life. You have to deal with the, what, the evidence at hand. And in the vast majority of cases, it will end. You know, they, they don't retract it. So there, you don't worry about that possibility of retraction. Okay? But it still is possible. And in our case, when it comes to eating truma or other things, we have to be choshesh. Maybe it was retracted even after Gemar Din. Tashma, come in here. Shamami basin Israel Shahayu Omrim, They heard that from the in a from a Jewish court an announcement was made that a certain person was executed or a certain person like died when he was being held as prisoner. Okay, Yastios Ishko, they can assume he's died and allow his wife to remarry. He's dead. If you heard though Mikuman Tarisin, whatever that means, the courts shall oh they kochavin ifroni mesi froni narog, oh yes you assume you cannot assume that that's true. Now why not? That says he's actually dead. My mace, my narrow. What does it mean, dead? And what does it mean that he was killed? Okay. <laughs> Literally means that they're announcing that he actually has been executed or died while he was held prisoner. So if that's true by the non-Jewish court, my why not marry off his wife? We have a principle. Any sort of like talking with out of innocence, meaning here they are intending to peep, inform people, but it's not a concern. But you're 
concerned that they're trying to like make the wife's life miserable. Like they're just announcing, like they announce all the time who is executed. Okay, so they believe them in terms to remarry the wife. That's that whole parak in Yavamos, and that's even of a non-Jew. So why shouldn't you believe the court that they're saying the guy is dead? Elolav it must mean when it's talking about that they're announcing he's dead. Meis means Yotzelamut. It doesn't mean that he, they're actually announcing that he's dead. It means that he's in the process of dying, or he's going, he's being brought out to die. Okay, maybe he's going to be left bound up in the desert and left to die. Nerag Yotzele Hareg. And Nerag means he's going to be brought out to be executed. So they're announcing what they're about to do to him, not what they what happened already. And Viktani Bevesin Yisrael Yosius Ishto. And it sounds this sounds too um, to be the exact opposite of what Rav Yosef is saying. That in the basin of Yisrael you can assume that they're not going to retract. But in the basin of non Jews, that's when you have to assume that who knows, maybe they'll be bribed and maybe they'll retract. It's the exact opposite. There's more of a concern that it will be reversed in the basin of non-Jews, the exact opposite of Rav Yosef. So the Gemara says, uh, so one minute says like this, no, it's talking that they really are announcing that he's dead or that he's executed. Um, so if that's true, why not trust the non-Jewish court? Why not trust the non-Jewish court? We believe people when they're just talking in their innocence. That's if it's something that they're that they don't have a vested interest. They're not, it's not, they're not the actual principal party. Here, these are the prison is announcing, right? The court system is announcing. So, they, so now you could say it's the opposite. If they're announcing, they take particular responsibility not to be misrepresenting. But but they're more saying the opposite. You don't know what people's vested interest is. Maybe they want people to believe that, look, you know, we, we said we were going to execute him and we executed him and they, people make up stories sometimes, okay? So if they've got a vested interest, they're not, an, an, you know, a, a disinterested party, you can't necessarily believe. Okay, that's an important question. How much is that true for the halachas of Yibum and for the, I mean, for those halachas of trusting somebody to remarry the wife? I mean, the iron, irony is that, you know what, is that if a witness te- testifies that the woman is dead, he can wind up marrying the woman. So, I mean, there are cases like that in the Gemara, you know, talk about like interested or disinterested party. Anyway, yes. So, so it means if you, like, modern day, so if you read like something in the paper, you can't, you know, it's about the death announcement, so you can't, you know, if you're... No, the paper is a disinterested party. They're not the people that are in charge of actually getting the guy killed. Okay. Okay. Even the army, I'm Rav Yosef. So anyway, according to that, we kept, although the evidence was against it, we, that was Rav Yosef's position, that we're more concerned, that, that, that the only case we're concerned that it didn't happen was the basin of Yisrael. But a basin of, uh, of the non-Jews, they're definitely going to see it through. Now the Gemara is going to do the exact opposite, okay, and go through the exact same proofs, and it will work out better. Some say Rav Yosef says, When are we not certain whether it actually happened? That's in a non-Jewish court. In a Jewish court, once they have decided they're going to execute, they'll execute. Now, he doesn't deny the fact that there is a halacha in Sanhedrin, which is that they could retract. It is true. Even if the guy's about to be put up on the gallows, a comedy says and finds new evidence, you review the case. But nevertheless, he says it's extremely, extremely rare, and therefore, by Basin of Yisrael will assume he's dead. Okay, against the Mishnah. When does the Mishnah say he might still be alive? When he was going to be executed by a non-Jewish court. Why is it more likely there that they'll retract? 
So Amalei Abaye, Beisin Chesron Nami Efter the Chazulei Zechusa. So right. So why is that? Right. I mean, it's possible that they were tracked. Right. Amalei Abaye, Beisin Chesron Nami Efter the Chazulei Zechusa. One minute by a Jewish court. Why do we definitely assume? Isn't it possible that they'll reopen the case? No. When are they really prepared to look at other, other evidence, or when does it happen more commonly before it, of the Gemar Din, before the case has been sealed? Right, sentencing has been sealed. After the sentencing, now it doesn't mean that they never do. Again, the halacha is that they are prepared to do it, but it just means in practice it really never happens. Okay, or it's highly unlikely. But the non Jewish court. He didn't say it, but the reason is is because a non-Jewish part of the assumption is to be bribed, and therefore it's more. Therefore, there is more of a concern that they didn't actually carry it out. Okay, let's try to support you. They testify that somebody was uh, sentenced in another court. You accept the testimony and you execute the guy, and you see you're not concerned that it might be overturned. So you see, we're not concerned about being overturned in a Jewish court. So the says, "No, that's." we don't really have any choices so we're not concerned but it doesn't mean we do it that doesn't prove we would never be concerned that it had been overturned Tashma come in here when it's announced by a Jewish court that somebody died it was executed you can marry his wife from a non-Jewish court that somebody had been executed you cannot so my mace my nerag what does this mean so if it means literally that died and executed so when the non-Jewish court announces it, why not marry the wife? That the rabbis believe not, you know, even in, in those cases to remarry the wife. Elalav Mace must mean Lamus, that they they're announcing that he is, is that he's going to be brought out to left to die. And a Narag, he's gonna be executed. You can assume it will happen when you're dealing in a Jewish court. But in a non-Jewish court, it might not. So that's exactly supports Rav Yosef, this version of Rav Yosef, that there's more likelihood in a non-Jewish court that it won't, I mean, it can be def- it will be definite in a Jewish court, in a non-Jewish court, that's when you have a doubt whether it actually happened. So the Gemara says, no, no, it means that they are saying he died and was killed, and similarly by the non-Jewish court, so then why can't you marry his wife? So don't we say that you can trust, even in those cases, no. The exact same sugya, except here it's come, here it's to, he had the flip position. Okay, so all the evidence supports the position that by the non-Jewish, the, that by a Jewish court, we can actually assume that they did it. By a non-Jewish court, that's where we have an element of doubt. Okay, and that was seemed to be this last case about when the court announced it, but in the end we said that no, that case might be that they're actually just announcing that he actually is dead, and even so, maybe we don't believe the non-Jewish court in this case, because they're a vested party. What's okay, the, they have a vested interest. Yeah, for, for, um, for lying. What's the, the, it's the shaykh, but what's the, 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 he died, we executed him. Right. So they they said they want to get executed him and, they, and then people no, are saying, they do anything I, with them, but they want to stay face. And something, yeah. When people have vested interests, they make up stories for, well, you know, there are a million reasons. Okay. Even here from the non-Jewish 